Hey everybody, uh, welcome back to Six Pod, your uh, Toronto sports podcast hosted by uh, Jacob and Simon. Uh, it is so good <clears throat> to be back. I know, um, you know, we've been we've been getting some messages from our uh, dedicated listeners about uh, the lack of uh, episodes recently and the consistency. So uh, we are back. Uh, we appreciate your patience. Um, and again. Even though there is uh, uh, or there was a week off, um, there's still uh, a, a lot to talk about. And uh, uh, both Jacob and I are, are, are super, super excited to uh, um, kind of provide our insight and uh, our opinions. But yeah, Jacob, how is uh, how's your week going? Yeah, it's a good week, Simon. Um, again, happy to be happy to be back doing a pod with you. It's been a while. I feel like I feel like these Too weeks when we don't have them just feel empty and and uh, life feels pointless, but yeah, people are saying, you know, the pod is hot in the streets. We're, uh, we're up to what third most listened to podcast in Canada. So let's everyone keep up the good work around here. We're, we're just excited to be back. So yeah, let's kick it off with, um, with, uh, an experience Simon and I had, um, the first in a long time, right? Simon, it was the yeah. first time, uh, the six pod personnel have gone to a live Toronto sports game since the uh since the conception yeah and I so, guess the the resumption of like spectators in in stands in Canada yeah yeah it was it was awesome we we went to the August 3rd game Simon against the Cleveland Indians it was a win for Toronto we got to see um we got to see the team in person, which was just uh, felt like a surreal experience. Finally, get to see like this good team with all these good players, like finally, finally compete in in the Rogers Center. So it was an awesome experience. What was it? What was your highlight? Highlight of the uh, highlight of the um, afternoon. <laughs> I think the highlight. I think it was. I was. I think it was the bottom of the first when <laughs> Springer is like one like i think the count was like one and two or two and two or whatever and i go and i turn to you and i'm like he's he's gonna strike out this isn't this isn't gonna like this isn't gonna go he's gonna he's just gonna absolutely miss that like just, it was a full count it was a full count. was it a full I count this. yeah because then i said he's gonna walk oh yeah 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 yeah. okay okay so i'm like jay it's like everybody's getting hyped like whatever i like i haven't even finished that sentence before he just absolutely like demolishes a it was like 440 run. feet or something oh, like yeah, that it, was a, it was such a bomb um so i think that was the highlight i think it was really, really cool seeing ryu pitch um and like the like our seats like really allowed um like offered a great view of mm-hmm. his pitching style which i think is pretty cool and, and unique but uh yeah no i i think just the whole atmosphere the whole experience it did feel um, like it was like the most normal I've felt, um, in like definitely the last two years. And so, yeah. What was your highlight though? Yeah. I was going to say the same thing. I think seeing, seeing Springer in person, like just like, <laughs> yeah, actually finally seeing him in person 
is it was awesome for me and then just the lead off home run was like wow like i think i think one of the things i said when that happened was like he's underpaid people keep complaining about this contract nope he's underpaid give him more give him more money like it was just awesome i was just it was awesome to see him be that good because i actually went the next day too and i uh, was able to see him hit another leadoff home run the very next day so um yeah no it uh i'm in love yeah and well yeah. and we'll, we'll talk about springer a little bit later uh yeah. in this episode which is um in in some some unfortunate news but yeah it was i i never uh i've never loved paying 22 dollars for a beer more than um on august 3rd so it's, it's good for the jays to be home it's good for the city um and yeah it was a it was a it was a lot of fun for sure for sure um yeah but speaking of the jays the jays have been somewhat rolling of late simon uh that last homestand the one we were able to be a part of was one of the best jays homestands in uh, recent history Simon, they they went nine and two, I believe, mm-hmm. and gained significant ground in that in that wild card race that they're so tightly in right now. They were able to take three from the Red Sox. Um, they take they took three of four from the Indians, and they swept the Royals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's eleven games. So it was about as good as you can have a first homestand back in Toronto. So it was exciting not only to have the fans back, but have the team like really compete like that and go on that really good uh, winning stretch there. So uh, they did unfortunately not carry that in, in their first two away series as they're on the West coast this past week, they were in Los Angeles and, and then Seattle. And I believe they split with LA and they lost the series to the Mariners. So, like I said, not really carrying that momentum forward, but staying in the race, staying in the race, which is yeah, the name of the game in August. Do I, um, I have, a, I have a hot take. Okay. If the Jays started at home, we'd be first in the AL. Let me do you one better. If the Jays had George Springer, for the first half of the season, the Jays are in first place. Now, is that is are those two like it, are is it like an addition to that, or is it even no, if like no, the, like even if even, even if, if even if you're not even if we're still doing Buffalo, Dunedin, even if we're doing all that, really? still just adding George Springer, I think I think catapults that team because he just has his presence, man. He has one of those. He has that presence that. A winning team needs if you know what i mean no i do and yeah. uh fun fact the <laughs> only so there's a stack called one runs creator plus yeah it's it's a it's a bit of an advanced analytics stats it's a little hard to explain but essentially it's the offensive production that player produces compared to league average okay okay um so in that specific stat, it's, it's a really important offensive stat, um, especially when you're looking at um, these kind of metrics. Uh, runs created plus. It's 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 up there with OPS plus as, as one of those stats that people look at when going into this stuff. So 
George Springer is second in runs created plus since the beginning of 2019 after Mike Trout. So that's pretty good company, I'd say. I'd say. No, man, like I like he's underpaid. He's underpaid. Underpaid. Um, but I guess speaking of Springer, unfortunately, last night, um against the uh, Seattle Mariners, uh, he uh, an att- in an attempt to field uh, a fly ball from Thai France, which was a triple. Um, I guess he misplayed it or tried to use the wall or didn't really know where the wall is, but he definitely misplayed it. Um, and then as soon as he that misplay happened, he like grabbed his leg. And like head to the ground in like significant pain. Did you like see that live, Jacob? No, I saw the replay. Um, so I yeah, yeah it, it did I, look good off the bat. Hey, eh? like it no, looked it looked no. a little more serious. And today he yeah. was in the he was in the dugout jumping around with the guys, celebrating yeah. and stuff. So I think it's it's less minor. And I saw a report on Twitter today saying that they'll probably rest him for this uh, this week's games, the series against the uh, Washington Nationals, who are not really competitive. So I think they're kind of hoping we can get through those games without him and have him rest up for one of those more important series coming down the stretch. And the, the x-rays were negative. Mm-hmm. So it's just a, a, a high sprain, I think Montoyo. Um, yeah, but it's not like a, that, it's not like a, no, severe, it's not like a, yeah. 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 Or it's not like broken or anything like that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I, Jacob, I am at a place emotionally and and spiritually where i cannot go back to updates about george springer running bases i can't do it i i can't do it we i can't go back to that place so i can't hear montoya every single day yeah springer felt good he uh he ran the bases felt good today all right so as I'm I'm happy we've avoided that uh, conduct um, situation, um, but yeah, man, Springer's had like he's been like unreal so far. Like, yep. like even like when we when he's playing, like he's he's helped this team so much. Uh, Sixteen home runs, leadership, thirty-five clubhouse. RBIs, forty-eight in forty-eight forty-eight games. Um, yeah, is that good? That's pretty good. I don't good. know. I don't know. Jacob, I don't know. Is, 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 I'd it, is it good? I'd just say that'll get the job done. Um, <laughs> speaking of Montoya, though, we've been uh, pretty we've been pretty intense. He needs to get fired. He he's judgment. done this season. He's done. Yeah, I wanted to know your thoughts because I no, at one point done. you said no, when done. I saw him crying in that promo video, no, was. he won me over. No, he was. And then and then you know what happened, Jacob? He pulls Ryu mm. at like 86 at 85 mm-hmm. pitches. Mm-hmm. that's that's what he does mm-hmm. so yes i i for some reason i do think i have like a soft spot for 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 him because i think he like really cares about this team mm-hmm. and like genuine compassion and the desire to win in toronto which is great i mm-hmm. especially with like non-hockey teams like it's really, really cool to have people work for either the Raptors or the Blue Jays 
that like want to play and win in Toronto because sometimes players don't or sometimes coaches yeah. don't right because of it's in Canada. So I think Charlie is a person that like really, 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 really wants to win in, uh, in, in, in Toronto, Canada, but I don't think he's capable of it. Like, I, I don't think he, I don't think he can do a good job because he doesn't know how to, like, he's not a lead. He's not a head manager. Do you agree? Where are you at with him? Mm-hmm. Like, do you think he's costing games? Yeah, well, I I feel like I've been saying that I don't trust him as a as a competitive manager, and I, I agree with you. Like, yeah, it's hard not to like the guy because he seems to care so much about the city and and this team and and being a part of it. So I really respect that about him, and because like you said, you don't get a lot of guys that really buy into that Canada atmosphere. Um, it's just good to have you know someone want to be here. At the same time, Simon, we want to see this team produce. We want to see this team win. I I get it. If you're going through a rebuilding time and you want someone like Charlie behind the helm, like, yeah, sure. If we're rebuilding and we're not competitive and we're not in this, you know, as what the front office has seemed to show us that we're in more or less a win now mode, giving away a couple of prospects, not giving away, trading away a couple of prospects at the break, high prospects, um, you know, doing that one year Simeon deal. It shows that the front office is, is wanting to win now. So going back to that, Charlie thought, I think if you're in a situation where the front office isn't showing that they want to compete, they're showing more of this, you know, rebuild, find our identity mode. Yeah. Put Charlie there. Good guy. Players love him. Um, fun to, fun to be around. Uh, likes likes the city stuff like that, but I want to win, and and I just don't see Charlie as an ingredient for this team to be a winner. So, like, what <clears throat> out of ten? Like, what's the uh, what's the likelihood the Jays have a new uh, head skipper come spring training next next season? Eight, 80, eight, eight out of 10. No, Nine I'm going to go 10? low. I'm going to say like four. I, I really think they're going to keep him. Is it because think... he just has such a, like he has the, like, like the respect of the, the, of the, of the clubhouse. Yeah. I think that's one of it. I think, I think he's someone who takes orders well too, if that makes sense. I think, and this is obviously that's a really interesting a bit thought. Of speculation and I've heard a lot of people say this. I think a lot of the decisions Charlie makes are based on, you know, conversations with the front office. I'm not sure Charlie's the type to make these kind of moves and, and do certain things on his own fruition. I, first of all, I don't think he has the, and this sounds mean and I don't want it to be mean, but I just don't know if he has the capacity to be someone to make these tough decisions on his own. Does that, does that make sense? Like, does that fair? Yeah. Yeah. And so I think a lot of the time certain decisions are kind of preset and he's just kind of carrying them through. He seems like a bit of like a puppet at times, I think for the front office. Do you think, think that's why? I don't um, know if that's why. And I guess speculation. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Do you think that's why 
who's the president? Shapiro, right? Yeah. yeah. Do you think that's why Shapiro didn't continue Gibbons? No, I feel like, like I feel like, like Gibbons I, was Gibbons, part of that era that needed to be flipped over. So I don't well, think that was well because like they're total different. Like they're totally oh, different yeah. managers, right? So like, but do you think like that's why the the organization elected to go that type of route so that they had a manager that will play the team um in in a way that it's supposed to be according to the front office yeah i, I don't know i don't want to speculate too much on something like that because I, I could we could be totally wrong and no that's a be... really interesting thought yeah but I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if Charlie has the capacity to game plan this kind of stuff on his own. So I have I have a feeling that part of the reason they like him here is because of his receptiveness and his willingness to kind of work with a game plan kind of preset. Well, hey, listen. I I <laughs> no matter even if you're a puppet, which is a good way, I think that's a a good uh Speculation, but yeah, yeah no, not yeah, an yeah. illustration of, of what he does, yeah. but taking your ace, which according to social media and the Jay's social media, reuse their ace, mm-hmm. which I probably think Ray is probably the team's ace, but that's for a yeah, later conversation. Body of work. Um, taking your one of your best pitchers at out at 89, but then leaving Dolis and bringing Dolis in with the bases loaded is just galaxy brain thinking. So, yeah, um, I don't, I don't think this is the last time we're going to be frustrated with Charlie on this pod. Well, and um, I, I, well, and I also don't. Like we're not all in here with this team. Like this isn't like a 2015. This I don't isn't know like a 2015 situation. No, but we might not be all in this year, but we're going to be all in next year. I'll tell you why. That's coming up on Vladi and Bo's, you know, time to extend. Okay. Yeah. We're going to lose a Simeon. Yeah. Right? Are we going to lose Ray? No, we just resigned Ray for two years, I believe. No, it's one year. Oh, it was only one year. Yeah. Oh shoot, he's gonna make some money. Um, yeah, we could not sign Ray, but we're still gonna have Ryu. We're gonna have Brios in his second year, so Brios is gonna be in his last year next year. And we're gonna Manoa. have hopefully Manoa, and we're hopefully gonna have Pearson back up because he should be coming up in September. And I'm hoping he kind of stays healthy enough through the season. Hey, he might season. be getting some bullpen stints. Yeah, soon. and that's fine because we need someone to bolster that bullpen. And they've made, and on top of that, sorry, they've made a ton of trades with using prospects to get like back-end pitching. So something tells me that their window, like they want their window to be this year, following year, year after that type of thing. I agree. And that was solidified or that became very, very clear with the um, Barrios trade when they traded yeah. Martin. 
Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, we're doing this. Is this what we're doing? Like, is this, is this happening here? Okay. Let's, let's strap in then. Um, yeah, I, I also just think like the AL is just like ridiculously saturated right now too. Right. With it's just, so competitive, especially yeah. our division, like yeah. our, the A at least it's always strong. Yeah. But now we have four strong teams and that's not typical for no. any division to have no. four strong teams at the same time. And that kind of sucks because again, like it's historically a really tough division. The Yankees are not going to get worse ever. They're just never going to get worse because they're going to keep buying their way into being a top end team talent wise. The Red Sox are more or less the same. They just produce good players. They get good players there. It's just one of those things that Boston's always going to be good. And the Rays somehow in some way are just always there. Somehow. I know no one gets why. It. I didn't think I know why. Why? You, it's because, and I've heard this from you, they're, they just have an unreal player development program. They do. And it's sad because and they, and they can a small market. Too. Yeah. And, but they never keep their superstars. And that's what, that's what, blows my mind they never keep their superstars around simon which is you something... want, to know, want to know what that team you want to know what like the nhl equivalent of that is the golden knights no know. no no they're too young um true boston mm. like they just are always good mm-hmm. well they they are a bigger market team than the rays are though that is true though that is true um, um yeah no i like if if our division wasn't so strong this year, then like I think I'd be more frustrated with the lack of consistency. Obviously, mm-hmm. aside from that unreal home homestand that we had. Um, and I also just think like that like the games that we're losing are just so winnable. Oh, like oh, late giving like, up. Look late at our leads. run differential. Look at oh, our run awful, differential. Man. When we win, we win big. But when we lose, it's that's it's those stupid blown saves with one run or two runs coming in like they I don't have this up. stat in front of me and I'm not um I'm I'm I don't know enough to find this stat. But I think we're the the worst or second worst at blowing late game leads. And if you told me that we were the worst in the league for that, I'd be like, sounds good. Like our, I, we're, we're just not like our, like I, I think our team, maybe every fan says this, but I feel like our team is definitely better than our record. Yeah. Is that, does, think, is that fair to say? Like, can I say that? But yeah, hundred percent. I think we are. But can I like, though? If we're like, if our bullpen's blowing leads and our manager doesn't know what he's doing, is our team better that's than? Fair. That's fair. Right? Do you know what I mean? Like, but li- listen to this. I think here, if here, we're here, in a different up, hold division. Hold before you say that, before you say that, before you say that, I think our team is more talented than what we like. What our what our record shows. I think maybe that's a little bit more accurate. That's fair. Yeah, but what what I wanted to say was, I think if you put us in another division, going back to kind of your original point about the AL East being hard, I think you put us in a division like almost any other division that's not the NL West, and the Jays are top two in any yep. other division. Yep. Because not only 
you know, are the, the, the records in these other divisions so much worse, but the talent in these other, the talent and the, the, the competitiveness of the other teams in these other divisions is so much lower, right? So you're playing more games against these less competitive teams. Yep. I think that's a huge factor playing so many games against the AL East when everyone in the AL East has like 65 wins already. So there's not a lot you can do there, right? You just have to work with the cards. You're like, imagine being, man, imagine being the Rockies or the Diamondbacks and just having the Dodgers, Padres, and Giants like going crazy like this right now. I mean, so, you don't get a break in that division. No. Like it's just. No. You right? play each other and that's yeah. for the bottom, right? Yeah. Um, But <clears throat> uh, if Jacob, if it's, if it's all right with you, uh, we yeah. can move on to some some basketball news. Um, I I Exciting. think, pardon me, big signing, big signing, and I and I, I think this was uh, like what 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 other than this signing is is more monumental or important for the franchise's history in terms of free agency signing, right? This is a huge huge move. Um, what was the mis- term? Pardon me. Has, Mul- has the uh, multi-year and the dollar amount won't be released. Yeah, so literally no information. But listen, if my Rogers bill goes up because of it, fine. I will contribute to Ujiri's contract. <laughs> if if I look uh, at next month's um, phone bill and it you know it's, it's you know fifteen dollars twenty dollars more, then hey, I understand. Uh, but yeah, Masai Ujiri is staying around the um, arguably most um, respected and one of the most intelligent front office executives in the league is staying a Toronto Raptor, which oh, Jacob, I think we've probably met, we've probably touched on this five times, at least six oh, times about yeah. the lack of clarity arounding Masai. Um, and I, I, I'll speak for myself. I don't know how you changed over the months, but I was, you know, as time went on, I was becoming less and less optimistic that a deal was going to get done. Yeah. Taken with the kind of blanket statements that him and his camp were saying, and I include that with Bobby Webster and Nick Nurse. They just kept saying, yeah, you know, he's just, you know, doing business as usual, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Unfazed. And, they were unfazed. Because I think they probably knew. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, you look at you, Jerry, both as a person and as well as like his his business, like just how he operates in the within the Raptors organization. And he's, he's extremely, he's extremely calculated with everything that he does. Mm-hmm. And this is just a, a, another example of that. Um, And this was a huge announcement, right? Like this hasn't been a, you know, a, a, a very uh, exciting off season so far yeah. for Raptors fans, right? Yeah. You know, losing Kyle Lowry, um, we did Not get the making, fourth overall draft pick. We yep, got the we did. Overall. We did. Um, but losing Kyle Lowry, not making like any losing massive, Aaron Gaines. Oh, 
that, that Australian goddess. Um, you know, he played for the national team, like in the Olympics. Yeah. I can't believe that would happen. Like yeah. there has to be someone else better. He's in the NBA. Like, I don't know. He's got to be better than most people in Australia. If he's in the NBA yeah. I know he sucks in NBA terms. I know he sucks and we're never having him on the pod because he sucks. But I don't know. I just think, I just think, yeah, he's got to be good enough to be better than other people in Australia. He's in the NBA. Bro, literally get four kangaroos, stack them on top of each other, and good, you got another big. Because that has to be. If you want them to look Put some, get some, get some hair, orange hair, and you can make a little beard. Um, so yeah, Ujiri back to back to Masai. This is really really cool. Did you see that video that they posted? Like that the montage? No, it was, I haven't it was cool. seen that. It was cool. Um, I'll send it to you after. But basically, it was just like him. It was just like because Raptor Raptors do like a fantastic job with that stuff. Like their um, socials team is so so good at that. You know whose socials team like, isn't good? Like, pardon me. You know whose socials team isn't good? The Jays, the Leafs. No, the Jays uh, is really no no. But the Leafs, the Leafs are like just classy. Like I feel like they don't. They're not fun like, though. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like they're just super super like business you know what i mean yeah. it's just like yeah. no like no fun no um no color it's just very like here it is mm-hmm. um but final from but yeah yeah, yeah. and so basically yeah. it was just this like short video that, that came like shortly after the watch bomb which i want to talk about because masai's um uh, title has changed which I personally think is just a money move, but um, it, it was like a two minute, two minute and 30 video of him just explaining like, you know, what, what home is to him and kind of explaining like how, how big of a role Toronto um, has played in, in his life, both professionally and personally and said, and he goes, um, this was a quote. He goes, I, I, you know, I've said it before and I'm going to say it again. We will win in Toronto. We've won in, in Toronto and we will win again in Toronto. And I, it was, it was a cool, it was a really, really cool moment. I think, I don't know how you come back from losing Kyle Lowry and then your, your president of the team. Like, I don't know how you come back from that. And so I, that, that's feel, a loss of identity. Like if, if that well, and, were to and, happen and, Exactly. Right. And like, I don't get me wrong. I, I, and I, and I do think that like Bobby Webster does get um, maybe, maybe less credit than he deserves, or I think he gets placed in the shadow of Messiah a little bit. And I yeah. do think yeah, Bobby Webster sure. is extremely smart. Um, but I don't know if I think Bobby Webster is smart enough to not have Messiah. Right. Agreed. And I don't know, like, I feel that there is a plan now and I trust the plan. I trust the, this, right. I, where are you at with this? How big of a, how big of a, a sigh of relief 
did you did you have kind of when I when I when I shot you that text? It was like last week at some point. Yeah, I mean, I thought, yeah, just based on him not talking about it and and waiting so long to sign the extension, I think made me a little discouraged thinking he wasn't going to sign. Um, so when I heard he signed, it was, yeah, I guess a sigh of relief and just kind of like, okay, he's not done here. He wants more. And if he wants more it, based on his track record, it, we're going to get a little bit more. In terms of the team, Simon, yeah, losing Kyle Lowry is, is, is a massive change of face, right? It's, it's a whole new team now. Everyone no, era, is, that era yeah, is there is over. Yeah. And the only thing kind of connecting at this point, right, is like two or three players and, and Masai and Bobby. So I'm looking forward to what what they can do with this team because it sounds like he's still bought in and he still wants, like I said, he still wants more. So maybe this isn't the team that we're gonna be, you know, rooting no. on deep into no. the playoffs, but no. I think parts of this team going forward, because we know if like for a fact, OG and Anobi is loved by the front office. Like they just refuse to give him up for anyone, right? No, no. Like Russell Westbrook, Paul no. George, like no. players like that. Like we got plans for him to be a mainstay here. We got plans like, man, clearly like, for Scotty Barnes. When I was about to say to that, like, have you been, I've been watching some of the summer league games because the Jays have had like a, inordinate amount of off days recently which kind of sucks but they just played late this week yeah well and even like they have two off days coming up too which is actually kind of beneficial with springer on friday yeah 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 exactly but anyways i've been watching some of the the summer league and man flynn can play yeah he looks good eh? like Like, he i think it's like he's got that confidence he's played one year in the league and now he's in summer league again and you kind of get to run the show there i guess yeah vet for the summer, yeah, which is so, which is weird to say, but yeah, no, it, it he could I be think, coming for a starting job, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Giant uh, Trent Junior. I think he he's a gamer. Oh, like, that's I think a, he can... oh, that's another signing we haven't talked about yet. Um, yeah. So Gary Trent, I believe it's like three years, fifty-two million dollars. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, Simon. Um, but yeah, that's that's someone we got in that Norm Powell deal, and people were excited about. So. I think he's a, I think he's a great piece, right? I don't 54, know. If he's, 54 million. Very sorry, close. 54 or three years. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't see Gary Trent as our number one option. Uh, I don't like, you know, for running plays through him and crunch time and stuff like that, but he's definitely a guy that, that helps this team a lot. Oh, for sure. And like, I don't know if we're, cause I, 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 I don't think this team's going through a full-blown rebuild. No, no, no. And that's what I love about, like, this management. Like, even when we were, like, just starting out with that build with Masai, like, we were still competing. We were going to the playoffs every year. Man, and, I can't believe... And then it crescendoed into yeah, that, but... Yeah, it, I. It was only last year. Like, last year was the first time in Masai's tenure that the Raptors haven't made the playoffs. And, like... Van Vliet was at one of the uh, one of the summer league games, and he was getting interviewed by the rookie ESPN 
commentators who are not very good. Like, I think it's a, like the summer league for them too. Yeah. Cause like, I was like, come on, give me, give me someone I can listen to. Where's Mike Bean? I give me even Doris. I'll listen to Doris. Just someone like someone that Doris like, isn't I, going out there. Doris is not. going. That's what out. I mean. Right. Like no one like that is like, it, like you know like with it yeah, isn't, they're, not, they're not calling yeah, those yeah. games right yeah so anyways you know after a couple of tries this 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 reporter gets a question off to van vliet and he was just like yeah man like i literally thought last year like we were like top three team in the league and then this entire and then we got COVID, and we just our team wasn't built to remember that and it man, got me thinking i'm like man like you know you're looking at how well the the jays are performing in um, being home in Toronto and the Raptors weren't playing in Buffalo. They were in Tampa. Like yeah, that's far, n- like far disconnected, you know, Van Vliet, especially like, he's a very, very like cerebral player who, you know, relies on like feel and, you know, the state and, and being common. Like I think last year and Hey, I'm not complaining about our season because we did get the fourth overall pick. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't think this team is as bad as what we saw near the end of this season because it was ugly. But at that point, we were in full-blown tank mode. So, I don't know. I think, I think it's hard to get like really excited about this team right now. And I know it's the offseason – and they haven't been home for a while, but it just like, like we know how we're built right now is not contending with no. the, the like super teams that exist, you know? So I, I don't know if I can be like super excited about what this season has. I'm looking forward to, to kind of watching though, and, and getting a better feel for where we're at and some of those new players and, and how other guys are developing. But I just don't know if this is something to be like, Oh, Raptors 2022, right? No, 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 no. One last note about um one last note about the uh the Masai Ujuri um uh, contract signing is his title has been upgraded to the team's vice chairman. Um he's still head of or president of basketball operations, but he's now vice chairman. Um, Sportsnet Michael Grange, who I think is really, really talented, um, huge, uh, huge NBA guy that works for them. He's kind of like the Sportsnet version, like the I'm a, a NBA's version of like Chris Johnston. Yeah, he's good. he just kind of says that this promotion is like allows Masai to like like sit in and be a part of like the board of governors meetings, which allows him to have a bigger say in MLSE. And I think that connection is to do with Masai's social justice initiative work that he's super, super focused on. And I know that was a huge part of his decision moving forward. So maybe I think that was a chip that uh, Larry Tannenbaum played was like, Hey, not only will we quadruple your salary, because I this number has to be I don't even want to I, I don't even know how to guess. You think it's, but I you know think it's more than twenty a year. Yeah. Ooh. Because he was making five a year. Before. Yeah. 
So I don't think it's 20. No, I definitely think it's over 10 though, or around 10. Okay. Yeah, I think so too. Um, and I think so it was the money was a huge part of it as well as, Hey, MLSE is one of the wealthier teams in the league. Even if, even with the currency exchange, like we're one of the more wealthier teams in the league. What do you want? Like, what, like, how can we help you, um, facilitate and support your, um, community engagement, which he's done a fantastic job in with, you know, giants and, uh, giants of Africa and, and, and kind of working through, um, his, um, his volunteerism. So, yeah, I think it's really, really cool. Um, it, it was reassuring to say the least, I think. Yeah, no, um, and one thing like you got to love also about Masai aside from his, you know, basketball world stuff, I think what he does as a person is, is really impressive the way he uses his influence and his money. So, um, yeah, yeah. It's always like impressive I, to see he's a that. good, he's a good person. Yeah, he's a good person. Like he, yeah. he cares about more than just basketball and winning. Yeah. Like he, he's making an effort to go through all these social justice issues like that you just mentioned. So I think it's, it's really good on him that he's managing to not only run a, a great basketball program, uh, but he's also able to, to work on other things that, that matter a little more. Right. So um, yeah. Love having him in Toronto for sure. Yeah. Um, Jacob, is there anything else that you wanted to cover? I think. I think we're good. Um, But yeah, we got a small announcement. We got a nice big episode coming up for you soon. So we won't, we won't give anything. I know we've said that a couple of times, but we got, we really have something in the works here. So we're looking forward to sharing that with you. And uh, thank you for tuning in yet again. 